This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work, because business is personal. We hear a mix of things regarding workplace friendships. Some workplace cultures have a really tight-knit group of people who talk about their personal lives, hang out outside of the office, and some are strictly at work to just do their work. They may get along with their team, but they don't really spend time together outside of work. There's usually conflict at work when both kinds of people work in the same place. Questions come up then of what is professional and what isn't when it comes to friendship at work. So today, that's what we're talking about. Workplace friendships, what's appropriate, what's not, where do you draw the line? Many years ago, I was an office manager for a small office. It was, it was like 30 people and there was three admin assistants. So it's me and three others. Over time, I got pretty toxic, but I was really, really close friends with the other three admin staff. So we all sort of like fed each other's toxicity and we influenced each other and it got really just like, we hated the company. We hated everything that was happening and we were really nasty about it. And so finally, I decided that I was going to quit. I was going to make a change. It was not going to be toxic anymore. And I was going to look for a new job. So I put in my resignation and I didn't tell any of the other people that I was doing this. I was technically the boss of the department. So I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone I'm leaving till my boss tells everyone we're leaving. Then when it got out that I was leaving, my friends, the admin staff were very mad at me that I didn't tell them. And then they all put in their notice as well. So I caused an internal revolt on accident. I still to this day feel bad about it. I cannot believe it got that bad. I still feel bad about it. Yeah, you I, still you still do this, by the way, like with us. So I'm trying to determine if you're telling like a right now story or like a previous story because you didn't even tell us you were like, I don't know, getting married, oh. moving across the country. Like we, you don't tell us stuff either. Like stuff well, just happens. We are having a podcast about friendships at work and I should just say right now that I don't even tell my friends stuff. So I'm not. <laughs> just trying to maintain some boundaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's, that's what we're, that's, that's an example of an example of maybe friendships. Uh, I don't want to say inappropriate. They weren't inappropriate, but friendships may be going too far where the friendship is the focus and not, not the work is the focus. And sometimes I think the friendships at work uh, maybe get a bad rap because we start drifting too much into the, to the friendship place, even at work, instead of making the best decisions for the project or for the company or that we're working on. So here's the question. First question, is it okay to be friends with your coworkers at work? Or Now the other part of the question is, or boss, but I think we should probably we maybe handle those separately. So is it okay to be friends uh, with your coworkers? Yes. Yes. Good job. Thanks for joining <laughs> us today. On the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's okay to be friends with your coworkers at work. You spend a lot of time together. I know some people like to, this idea of separating work from home life and personal life. And I think that's an outdated idea. We are who we are, wherever we are. You can write that down if you like. It's pretty good. Yeah. You are who you are, wherever you are. So that comes with you. So whenever you are working with somebody in a relationship at, at work or, you know, whatever you meet your friends, you know, sometimes you meet, you know, yeah. you're in a sports team together or you have an activity together, whatever the thing is that you're doing together, that friendship can build from that. And that, that friendship can build trust, which is good for a team. And I think that I think it's okay to have friends at work. Well, even even more foundationally than that, than that, Don, too, I think many, many organizations, whenever they're going to hire somebody, they kind of start maybe internally, but then they also start with the good employees that they already have saying, do you also know somebody that might want to work here? Because you're pretty good. And you might know other pretty good people to come in. Plus, if you're already friends, you're more likely to come to work and show up, right? You're more likely to be a 
effective at work. You're more likely to enjoy your work, like those things. I think there's lots of benefits for that. But what? let's switch gears here and talk about, is it okay to be friends with your boss? I'm friends with my boss. <laughs> I, I'm not friends with either one of you. Do you guys want me to leave? Do you guys want me to step <laughs> yeah. out for this part? Can you, can you shut your microphone off? Would it be? So this, this is, this is one of those things. And I think, I think we almost have to kind of take a step back and define friends. Like, what do you mean? Like, uh, are we talking about, okay, so we should be cordial with our boss or how are we defining friendship and boss where, you know, I think there comes a point like, yeah, yeah totally be friends. And then there comes a point. It's like, whoa, 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 back up just a step uh, there. So maybe yes, we should be friendly, but how do we determine that? Like, I knew I had a boss who, whenever we had a Christmas party or a get together at work or anything like that, he would come and he would be there for a little while, but then he always made sure that he left early. And one time I asked him, I said, why'd you, why do you leave early? Like, I noticed you always leave early. And he said, there's a certain point where I think people just need to be able to relax and not have the boss around, you know, in, in relationships are what they are. I think there's always a point where you go, you know, no matter how friendly you are, how you get along. And I mean, I think we all get along very, very well as a team. And, and I do consider you all my friends. I also you have to be realistic at some point and realize that there's also a boss kind of a relationship that's there. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just the truth. It's just what it is. So I think you have to be careful a little bit about that. And yeah, what if you travel with your boss and you have to maintain that charade over, I don't know, the period of a few days. It's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> charade. We, just, uh, we yeah. just traveled together, Matt, for a couple of days. So I'm not sure if you're trying to. <laughs> No, no, I, I get it. Diana, what were you going to say? I wasn't going to answer your travel question. I was going to say that I think that being friends with your coworkers or boss or whatever, or subordinates, if you want to call them that, it's a terrible Whoa. word. I don't like that word. It just came out. That doesn't well, sound like a friendly word at all. not a friendly word. <laughs> To be friends with those people is fine. It's when you have to hold them accountable that it starts to get sticky. And that's the point where it's like, oh, I'm your friend. And now I have to tell you that you're doing something wrong or I expect more from you or the expectation is different. And so I think that's the point where it, it gets really sticky for everyone involved. Yeah, which is probably just kind of a good reminder for that manager or that quote unquote boss and their subordinates to recognize that, you know what, there's going to come a day where I, I might have to hold accountability to this person or that thing. Do you think this, do you think it's different because we're a company of four? I know that whenever I made the jump a few years ago to come to PeopleCentric, you know, I was working for a, a company with thousands of employees globally, and it was just a big kind of institution. It seems like maybe the lines were a little more emphatically drawn versus going to a company of four people where it's like, it's right there. So do you think there's a difference between those situations for employees in larger companies versus smaller? Or what do you think? Yeah, I think the more layers of management, the more removed it is, the more hierarchical you know, the easier it is to separate those things for sure. So I don't, I do think it's definitely easier. And I think it does change the rules a little bit. Yeah. And favoritism, you know, is if yeah. you're on a team with a hundred other people, mm -hmm. you have to really be careful of how you're managing those people and, and yeah. creating established lines. This is not necessarily a part of this, but we talk about during management training or leadership training. One of the best things that a manager can do is to, to do their best to create a standard and then try to hold the standard consistently instead yeah. of one rule for this person, one rule for this person, one rule for this person, trying to hold that accountability, then favoritism kind of sneaks in based on, you know, the perceived uh, relationships there. But Don, who is your favorite? Yeah. Could you speak clearly into the microphone, Don? You know really? what? I think my favorite, you know, I've been wanting to really bring this to you guys for a long time, but I mean, as long as I've worked with you, I think that my favorite person that works here is that, uh, so that's, I mean, I'm just glad that it's out there. Yeah. I heard it. Thank you, Don. I appreciate that. that. Thank you. I'm 
honored, really. You yeah. were looking right at me. I don't know if that, I know your microphone is broken up, but you were staring at me when you yeah. said that. So I'll take that. On a Zoom no. call, I was looking right at you. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, the mind sees what it wants to, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to bring up the favoritism thing, though, because I think that's something that is brought up a lot, you know, that I've heard with different clients that there's a, at least a perception of a friendship with and maybe a manager and other employees, you know, then there'll be rumors that happen about, oh, well, they get more, you know, they get more treatment, you know, better treatment than everybody else because they're friends or they get promoted because they're friends with the boss. So it, there really might be a friendship there. But I think that's you have to kind of create those clear expectations and really be just overly cautious about things like that, whether that's true or not, if you are, you know, if you're the boss. So it's a hard I think I think you're always going to have some of that, right? I think you're always going to have that. Well, I didn't get it because they clearly like them better. I mean, and some of that, some of that is naturally going to going to happen too. But I think it's something that we we do hear quite a bit, like Bethany said, and we just need to be aware of it. Probably I'm going to put a plug in here for like our check-in process, that intentional communication for the manager with each employee, like once a quarter or once every 30 days, probably a good idea to do that and make sure you're hitting those. So everybody is kind of getting attention, not just whenever there's a need. We talked a little bit about like the benefits of workplace friendships, you know, and referrals and recruiting and, and stuff like that. But what are some of the risks? We talked about the guardrails or the guidelines, but what are some of the risks that maybe having friendships at work could host? I was thinking about this with, well, I think you said something, Diana, earlier. The idea of when I come into a workplace, I really like to make friends with the people if I like them. I guess that's not always true. I've been in workplaces where I was like, I don't want to hang out with you after work. That's okay. But if you really like the team, like I want to come in ideally and be friends with people. But I've also recognized in myself in the past that I don't always want to recruit my outside friends to work with me because I'm afraid of what that might do to our relation, our existing relationship. And so I think that that's one thing for me. I don't know if that answers your question, Matt, but I'm, I am afraid, you know, I think personally recruiting your own close friends, there is a risk of what that might do to your, to your relationship. Yeah. Sometimes we just want to be friends and not coworkers. Yeah. So, so you might jeopardize a friendship uh, that, that could, that could be one of having friends at work. What's, what are some other risks? Well, I think my original story brought it up pretty well. You feed each other then, right? And so if all of you are saying the same thing and making up this narrative paradigm in your own heads and searching for things to support that paradigm, you guys are creating a story that may or may not be the real story. Yeah. And then there's sort of some bitterness that can grow there. And, you know, I think about that with a friend, a friendship that I had, um, like in my first job and we were really close and we talked all the time and we worked next to each other. And then that person got fired and I was really sad about it. And then I started thinking about like, why the heck did that person even get fired? They were great. You know, and you start thinking about all of this because like, I know them there, I'm really close to them. And then our boss must be an idiot, you know, yeah. <laughs> which is maybe not true. Like they probably had a really good reason for it. So I think there is, yeah, there's that too. Can I add an alternate question here? You just kind of made me think of it. It's another one that we actually handle quite a bit with organizations. We just had this conversation with a group in Texas. It's this idea of I am on, I am peers with my team. Now I'm on a team and then I get promoted to management. 
I'm, I, we are teammates on Friday, and now I'm a manager of that same group that I was just friends with on Monday. You know, that dynamic we see quite a bit, and it's it's super tough. If you are a business owner and you have placed, you know, some people into management that were maybe really good at their jobs, so we promoted them, so now they're bossing their peers, so to speak. Those friends are now there in, you know, the subordinates. Though, like that kind of framework, that's a, that's a very difficult ask to ask somebody. Not that it can't be done, but it does require some some little, little extra attention. So what are the dynamics maybe at play if that's the case, or maybe some tips if somebody is a manager now listening, like I used to be friends with people and now I'm, I'm not, or I can't be, or how do I, how do I manage that? I think my go-to is always be friendly, but know that there is a spot. Like Don's boss said, there's a time for you to step back out and just say like, I can't be a part of this anymore and let them bond without you. I, I think that that being friendly, but not going so far as to be friends is kind of key when you're in management. And it's hard when you're already there. I think one of the hardest things that supervisors struggle with is not just their own perception of what goes on, but everybody else's too. Because, you know, what your coworkers will start treating you differently the day you're the boss and you'll feel that and it's all just magnified. So all the normal challenges that you would have, if you walked into a room of strangers and you were suddenly supervisors with them, you would still have this awkwardness that's out there. But if you're friends with them, it's all magnified and it's magnified both directions. So your coworkers may treat you, your ex-coworkers, now employees might treat you differently now that you're the boss. Like, oh, why are you telling us what? to do. Although my experience watching it is usually people are just hypersensitive to what's going on and they'll notice like little things and kind of make it like it's bigger than it really is. So I think when you're in the situation, it feels like it's, oh boy, they're treating me completely differently and all that stuff. I think some of that is you're looking for that to happen. And you, if you're looking for it, you'll probably find it. Bethany thoughts? Not about that specifically, but I did have a thought about a boss relationship that's probably crossing a line. So there's a line, right? Of, you know, as a boss, you you're trying to like build some common ground. You want to be relatable with your employees. You want people to like you, all of that. That's very normal. But then like, how do you, when is too far? And so I had a boss once who I really liked. They were a great person, but it got to be where they started kind of confiding in me about their role and the struggles they were facing and things like that, that were like, oh, you know, like, of course I want to be kind and friendly. And to some extent I was, I kind of liked that. (laughs) But on the other hand, it was like, but am I really the person that you should be doing that with? Because I'm, you're influencing me and you're leading me and you have way more control over this and the relationships above you than I do. And so it's form starting to form a story kind of to what Diana was talking about before. It's kind of forming a story in my head that I may not need to be a part of. And so for me to start giving you advice, even as you're, (laughs) as you know, your employee, that seems questionable to me, you know, looking back on that, that kind of relationship. So I don't know that that was, that that's a really healthy way to do that. So being careful of that. And I think, and Don, maybe you can speak on this more too, but then there's that struggle, you know, maybe for the manager, for the boss of, okay, but who should I talk to about that? Because like, Don, you're, you're at the top level. So like, are you just alone in the world? Like, what do you do? Who do you talk to? Way up there. Don, you're way up there. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I cry in my pillow a lot. Um, I'm really glad you guys asked that question. You know, Don, Don, before you answer that, this is actually something that you and I talked about this week, talking about, okay, so if I'm the owner of the company, my circle of trust, so to speak, to steal a movie line there, but my circle of people that I actually can talk to is very, very small. Um, So how how do you do that? Yeah. I mean, thank you for all for acknowledging the pains of, you know, being a, being a boss. But I I do want 
to comment going into that, that Bethany, you're absolutely right. And I know I've made that mistake before, like as a supervisor, I've, you know, you complain about somebody else or talk about somebody else. Yeah. I know you weren't talking about me. You're talking about your somebody else, totally something about somebody else. But, but I know I've made that kind of a mistake before and you make it in the best place, but you forget what role the other person plays. You know, and I think you have to recognize all the roles that we play in everybody else's lives around us. You know, you can be just even work or outside work or whatever, but when that boss piece piece is there, I know that's hard. I think it's really important whenever you don't have somebody internally that you can go to that you find somebody. So there's a lot of things like there's a lot of peer groups that are out there. Um, like we created an advisory board at people centric of, of executives and other people, community leaders that I can pull together and just talk to or call on a, on a regular basis. Honestly, and some, this is something, I mean, this is self-serving, but a consultant, a good consultant that you're partnered with. Uh, we have a lot of those relationships where we are the ones that the CEOs and the top people are calling and saying, uh, you know, it's some place to vent because sometimes you just need to vent a little bit about something. Um, I think that's a part of that. I just think you have to really manage. You have to think about all those different relationships together. Because, you know, Bethany, like you talked about fighting about a boss, you can go you can go to another level on that. Even like, and I'll call it like a consensual relationship, like a boss. I'll take it even to that level that a boss could have with an employee. I've heard, I've, I've seen bosses have relationships with people that work with them, even romantic relationships. And they say, no, it's all consensual. It's all fine. It's really not okay. And it's, I think it's not okay because you don't, rec- you have to recognize the power that you hold of the other person as a boss. So no matter what, there's a dynamic that occurs there that just that makes the whole thing confusing. So it's very difficult to be able to do that. You have to, if you get into that kind of a relationship, you have to be really open about it. You have to be forthright. And if you're with the larger company, I mean, you have to kind of, that's why they say like, bring this out into the open so that you can all work together to manage that. It's not just enough to be consensual in that relationship. I think that's enough, just to take that to even another level, you just have to recognize all the dynamics that are in place there. I think that's true outside of work too. If I'm friends with, I'm thinking about like, couple friends like so like my wife and I can be friends with another couple or something and if one of them starts complaining about the other one who my wife is friends with like you have to you have to be aware of all of those relationships and all those roles you play in anything that you're doing I will say if you work for a larger organization check your HR manual because there are strict rules against relationships within your team uh, for some larger organization so and there are some good relationships I know that started that way and (laughs) and, and people that work together and figured that stuff out what I'm saying is like I think sometimes the mistake is like if it's consensual, then it's okay. Like that's the part that's okay. I think you want to be careful about that. You just really have to, you have to just walk into that eyes open of recognizing, well, they really like me. Well, do they really like you or are they kind of afraid to not like you because you're the boss? Like you just have to be careful about that and acknowledge that. Yeah, I agree. Diana, were you going to say something? I was going to say like, it takes a high level of emotional intelligence to work through all of this relationship stuff. And I know that we've talked about emotional intelligence and all of those types of things that I think consistently going back and checking on yourself and trying to figure out if you have the right story, if you are making up things in your own mind, can you pull yourself out of the situation and look at it from a different angle? It's really hard to do. And it's the very mature way to handle it, which, you know, is also really hard to do. But I think that constant like self check-in, am I doing this right? Am I messing something up? And getting some outside in insight from other people who are not attached to the situation, like Don is saying, I think all of those things can really help when you're thinking about how you manage or how you work with others and how you build relationships. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, talk about uh, friendships, not only internally here, but, you know, sometimes the relationships and the partnerships that we build within an organization or on a team has an external impact too, with like customers or relationships. I just thought that would probably be a good way, uh, place to go also for this conversation. Don, do you have some experience in that? Yeah, I think so. You know, I, I do consider the, the you all friends and how we work together. So whenever, if a client calls 
and they're having an issue with anybody, which just happens in consulting and business, right? It's, it's, it's not something that even somebody does wrong could be misunderstanding or whatever that is. I, my initial emotional response is almost always to be defensive. Like I feel that I feel like I need to defend, you know, everybody that works here. Like, no, that, that person's awesome. Like, what are you talking about? Like, so I, I have to just know that. You know, so I, I think it's always interesting when we say like the solution to that is, well, then you can't be friends with anybody at work. I think that's a mistake. Like, I really think that 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 mindset says like, OK, so then I'm going to act in a way that we're not going to be friends, which I've seen people do. And they're like, no, it's only a professional relationship. So we shall not laugh together. We shall not talk together. We shall not. You know, I think what you have to do is manage that. So then like if it was a customer calls, I have to recognize that. And it's part of the emotional intelligence and recognize the emotional response that I get, which might be a little bit of anger and defensiveness. I need to check that and I need to ask questions and I need to pause and I need to give myself self-time to think yeah. about. Yeah. I think part of uh, friendship is honesty. So whenever a customer actually calls and they're like, yeah, Diana said that. And I'm like, Diana said that, that doesn't shock me. Like she says that to everybody. Um, so honesty, is, <laughs> it's also a good part of it. Sorry. I Diana, what were you going to say? Matter Bethany yeah. is always Diana. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the mean one at people centric guys. I'm the mean one. It's fine. I'm good with it. But it's endearing. It's endearing. Thank you, Matt. It does sort of lead me to the thing that I was going to say is that I think each workplace has its own culture. Uh, and, and there are some workplaces that have this very tight knit culture of friendship. And I am one of those people that kind of fight against that. I don't necessarily feel comfortable with those types of things and I don't love it, but you guys are relentless and I am just forced into friendship. <laughs> guys, she invited me to her wedding shower and I was so pleased. Oh, I didn't even know that she had a wedding shower. I know wow. you weren't invited. For a wedding. Interesting. <laughs> or a wedding. For, no a wedding. It was a wedding shower after the wedding, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, I, um, I did have someone tell me one time it was this uh, a creative company that was very, uh, very friendly with one another. They all hung out all the time. And then their accountant person who like did the books and the management stuff, she was exiting the, the um, environment and she, I did an exit interview with her and she just said like, I was uncomfortable all the time. I, I did not want to do those things. I didn't enjoy that stuff. It made me anxious. And so I think you have to recognize each person's individual boundaries and work with those as well. That's, yeah. awesome. that's a really good point. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I think that's another reason why management is hard because as a manager, I have to be able to kind of feel that out or identify that or be open to that feedback from, you know, from my employees too. So if they're not feeling comfortable or if they feel on the outside looking in, like, that's kind of on the manager to help manage that situation too. Mm -hmm. Leadership's leadership's difficult. Bethany, what were you going to say? I have two things. So one, I would say a positive impact on customers. Like you said, you know, cultures are different. I would say I've even heard, you know, from our clients, some of our clients, that they really like the, you know, the friendship that the four of us have together and that they love seeing that. And that kind of attracts them more to working with us because they enjoy, they just enjoy seeing the camaraderie there. So I think that, that there are some positive impacts to that, even though Diana doesn't want to be our friend. <laughs> but then also, I think there's some, there can be some negativity with, you know, if you are kind of a, you know, for lack of a better phrase, like front facing employee um, and your friends, you know, you are working on a team of people who are your friends and you're constantly face to face with clients, you know, or customers or whatever, you know, whatever that workplace looks like. And you are constantly talking about your personal life in front of patients or in front of customers or in front of clients or whoever, whoever it is that you're serving. If you're constantly having those 
personal conversations with each other in front of your customer, I think there's a line that has to be drawn there too. And that can be, you know, that can definitely have a negative impact of just having that, like Diana said, sort of that emotional intelligence of, okay, you can be friends, but you have to manage those friendships a little bit in certain settings of your workplace too. Yeah. All right. Great conversation about uh, friendships in the workplace and the effect that maybe they uh, have on or we have on each other, I guess, and also externally on the on the clients or the customers that we also help support. So uh, let's go around the table here, around the Zoom screen as I'm looking at you and give one pro tip here for the conversation. Anything, anywhere you'd like to go from the conversation from today. Uh, Don, what do you have? I would say that my tip here is if you're thinking like, I can't have friends at work. I think that's the wrong statement or the wrong position to take because I've seen people take that position and then it impacts your relationships negatively. Like you just don't, you, you, you put up too many walls, too many barriers out there. I'm not saying you have to have friends at work, but I'm just saying, don't say like you can't. Yeah, and then I just, you may, just manage it from the friendship side. Good. Diana? I'm going to reiterate something that you've said, Matt, that I really loved and that a big part of friendship is honesty. And I think the honest part works really well with friendships at work because we're all able to be very good friends with each other because we also recognize each other's limitations. We know what the likes and dislikes are of each other. And we're able to very honestly and openly talk about those things. And so I think that helps helps us maintain a friendship and a work relationship because we can be honest about the things that are going on. Great. Thanks. Bethany. I would say be mindful of boundaries and setting boundaries that are really clear and just being mindful of when, and I can't remember who mentioned it earlier, but being mindful of when your relationship, your friendship is impacting your work in a negative way and just making sure that those are two separate things. Yeah, that's great. I think if I were to give, uh, you know, one overarching tip from this, it's if I am, I'm, I'm speaking directly to the managers now of of the teams there. Um, and if you are a manager that maybe you were in the position, we talked about it briefly, it's a whole nother conversation. But if you were uh, a part of the organization for a while, you were a part of the team, you were a peer, and now you're, now you're in the charge of the team here, you're the manager, of the team. Look for proactive opportunities to be able to have check-ins or, or intentional meetings with each of your employees to try to eliminate some of the perception maybe of the favoritism thing that, that might be out there. And some of that might be, oh yeah, but I talk to my people all the time. I think, it, I think we need to turn it up and be a little more intentional than that. Like set some time with each person individually, talk about them. And I think that'll go a long way with the perception of, of too friendly or, or favoritism uh, within the team too. So that's all from us today. Thanks for joining us in the More Than Work podcast. If you aren't already, please follow us on social media at PeopleCentric Consulting Group on Facebook. You can also find us on our website at peoplecentric.com. And if you have questions or ideas for new show episodes, please shoot us an email at morethanworkpodcast at peoplecc.com. Links to all of those are in our show notes. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time. And in the meantime, lead well.